You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. Welcome everyone to Stoppage Time. We're nearing the end of the season and this is going to be a different episode for us, I believe. We've been presenting our news and notes, our games, telling you what's coming up, but I feel like Peter and I here at the E2C Network on Stoppage Time are going to have to take a step back this week and take a page out of many Auburn fans' playbook. And this is going to be a kind of talk-it-out session because Auburn came off two rough games against Mississippi State and Texas A&M this weekend that I believe firmly we should have won or tied. I believe you feel the same way, don't you, Peter? Yeah, is this going to be a therapy session? Because uh, you might need to hold me back this week. All right. You know, you, you know, when you're in the fight and you got your buddy and he's holding you back, trying to get you out of trouble, you might have to hold me back this week because I was not very happy with either match this weekend. I, I figured that's how we were going to come across in these episodes. You were a little more fiery than me Thursday night and even Sunday, which is shocking to the people who have listened to any of the shows I've been on, I believe, and any of the shows you've been on on the E2C network that I I'm going to be doing the holding back where you're going to be the one going for it. So I I think we're flipping roles in this one. It's going to be a therapy session. No, we're not going to charge you for it. And I'm not charging Peter for it, but I think it's going to be, we're going to get it all out on the table and uh, we'll probably tag at sec officiating at the end of it, not to gripe and blame the rest for everything, but it was a rough weekend for Auburn soccer. We've got, we got done over in the Mississippi State game, and I firmly believe I I think there's more credence to the Texas A&M game, believe it or not. But we'll get into that, Peter. Besides all that, how are you doing? Besides that, I'm doing pretty good. The sun still comes up, right? Like I've got soccer, a little soccer. I've got a little bit of a cold, so if my voice sounds a little bit different, I apologize. I'm still trying to get over that, but. Other than that, and a disappointing weekend, and the sad part is, Drew, I'm not even disappointed in Auburn. I'm not disappointed in Mississippi State. I'm not really even disappointed with Texas A&M. I'm disappointed in the officiating. Yeah, the SEC officiating, at least we can say this, I believe. They're consistent. And by consistent, they're consistently bad across the board. That is sadly, sadly true. No matter what sport we're in, I think all fans across all SEC – Whatever color glasses you look at it through, you realize something needs to be done about SEC officiating because your team has been done wrong horribly. Not just like, oh, they messed up, it's a thing, it happens, they're human. But SEC officiating has done at least every team, I believe, in the SEC wrong in a really, really dirty, bad way at least one time in the past five to six years, don't you think? I'm just really glad that the SEC has seen it to give us their best. I mean, these guys come and do a bang-up job every. I, I don't. I'm gonna get myself in trouble. Should we just get into it? Uh, yeah, because you and I don't make enough from the EGC network to pay for fines. I don't know if the SEC can give us fines, but I doubt that's gonna stop them from trying. So let's go ahead and hop into Mississippi State. We traveled down the Startville, took an L two to three. Peter, I'm gonna let you take it away and let you have your moment. Well, let's go ahead and talk about the match first. 22nd minute, the Mississippi State sprints down the wing, and the Auburn defense can't put a boot on the on the ball. State sends the cross in, making the score nil one Mississippi State. The 24th minute, Auburn responds quickly on a set piece, 
Bree Foles makes a long-distance shot that bends into the upper 90, 1-1 all. In the 58th minute, Haley Whitaker intercepts an MSU pass inside the 18-yard box and boosts it to Jesse Giroux. Giroux puts the finishing touches on the ball, 2-1 Auburn. Haley Whitaker had the assist on that uh, on that goal. In the 64th minute, the Bulldogs set up for a corner kick, and the Bulldog attacker heads the ball backwards into the second sta- uh, for the second state, state score, 2-2 all. And in the 88th minute, a through ball is sent forward into the Auburn defensive third, and Kate Hart comes out of the goal to clear the ball back downfield. The ball is ricocheted off a Bulldog attacker and bounces into the open Auburn net. Mississippi State does take the match with a 2-3 to three win. And uh, that last goal, the 88th minute goal, is kind of the controversial one for us. Drew, do you want to talk about the good stuff or the bad stuff first? Oh, let's go ahead and get the good out of the way, because I think... There was a lot of good from this game, and I, I think if we take a step back on the weekend, coming out with two draws is really what we expected, don't you think? Or not what we expected, but what should have came out of this weekend, don't you think, Peter? Yeah, at least, and I think we'll talk we'll talk about the kind of the momentum swing in, in uh, just the officiating calls. Uh, but yeah, it was really disappointing. You really should have got a win out of this Mississippi State match, I believe. Uh, so to talk about the good. I thought it was a great bending set piece by Bree Folds. Uh, you had uh, Bree Folds and Angeline Daly standing over the ball, and Bree Folds just, she does that. She has a great ability to just put a set piece in, bend it in, and uh, and put Auburn on the board. Yeah, I, I think she does well. Uh, she's picked up her play so far once we started SEC play. She kind of had an up-and-down start to the season. Uh, more or less, uh, I would say personally. I know some people disagree with me. But I think she had an up and down start of the season. She's really starting to blossom here in SEC play. Blossom as much as a senior can. But your senior opened up, and she is phenomenal from set pieces. And so is Angeline Daly. So it, it's nice to have two of those weapons there for Auburn. She's also coming off of, of injury. So uh, you really couldn't tell it. She looked pretty good this weekend. I also thought that was really just great teamwork play between Haley Whitaker and Jesse Giroux. Uh, if you remember, Haley Whitaker was driving the ball, and well, actually she was she did drive the ball. She lost the ball. Mississippi State recovered the ball and was passing it back to one of their players, and Haley Whitaker intercepted it, got it to Jesse Giroux in the middle of the box, and Jesse Giroux just turned on it and scored Auburn's second goal, putting us ahead. Actually, uh, that was just great team play, great work in the box, just a, a heads up play by Haley Whitaker. Yeah, Whitaker does a good job. I, I've seen so far this season, just any time I've seen her play, especially on the wing and up front, she does a good job that even though she may lose possession from time to time, when she does, she's quick to get right back into the press. And at this level, you know, that that's really something that's going to win you a lot of possession in good parts of the field like we saw for this goal. Whitaker, as soon as she loses the ball, begins to put pressure on, gets the turnover, gets it in, to Giroux and ultimately it results in a goal. And I think that's something Auburn, I think can take advantage of going forward is even whenever Auburn turns over possession, really making sure to get right into the press because odds are they're, they're either going to just kick the ball out of bounds to save from putting themselves in a compromising situation. Or like we see here, they're going to try and work their way out. Whitaker nicked the ball, got into Giroux and, results in a goal. I think that's that's my favorite form of soccer is really that that pressing mentality of making the other team make mistakes and I like when Whitaker puts that pressure on the defense. I think we're actually talented in the box. I think we're really good about 
uh, making things happen, making uh, creating opportunities, making the defense make a mistake. And uh, I really like seeing us play there. Uh, Drew, I don't know if you noticed, but I thought the fans in Starkville were very loud. You know, we talked about the Ole Miss experience, how everybody was really, really quiet. We talked about how Auburn, the fans were really, really loud. I thought uh, Starkville was very loud. I thought the fans did a really good job creating a very great soccer atmosphere. Uh, maybe second to Auburn, of course, but uh, I thought they did a good job. Yeah, Mississippi State, I'll, I'll give them credit where credit is due. The, their fans normally come out for all athletics. They're they're really good about supporting their teams, and it's always a fun environment to play on. Probably an annoying environment, too, with all the cowbells. But, I mean, you, you got to give them credit. 617 fans were in attendance there at the MSU soccer field, and you know, they made their presence known, and that's important in whatever sport you're playing, uh, especially when you're playing that game at home, to to make sure that you bring a home crowd presence it, because it can be the difference maker. And I think ultimately it, it was a difference maker as far as just being loud and being involved in the game. That gives you the momentum as a team, even whenever, even whenever there's lulls in the game, to really press forward and get the job done. It definitely sounded more than 617, so they did a really great job. All right, Drew, I'm going to ease us into the bat, all right? First of all, I'm not going to get into officiating yet. Uh, There's a lot of contact in this match, especially against Jalen Gasson. She went down a lot. She did a really good job, by the way, just playing defense. But they challenged her a lot. She went and hit the pitch a lot. Uh, Mississippi State has 16 penalties in this match. And unfortunately, Cora Loxley went down with an injury, and we did not see her return, and we did not see her against Texas A&M. So I'm assuming she's still nursing that injury. And I think that's not great for Auburn. Yeah, injury bug caught us this week. And we saw Loxley go down. And when we talk about the A&M game, we'll mention as well, Emmy Craven goes down with another knee injury and a non-contact, which I thought looked very rough. And so, I mean, injuries are starting to mount at key positions for Auburn as well. So I think think losing Loxley in the form she is in is, is a big blow. And... Definitely something that you didn't want to see, but we did see Trevor Acock come back in the fold in A and M, so that was a bright spot to see her back on the pitch. Yeah, we saw Trevor Acock come back. I kind of think that affirms my suspicions last week that uh, Corey Loxley was getting a lot of her time because Trevor Acock was was uh, not in. But hopefully, uh, Trevor Acock's fit. She can play now. She looked pretty good against Texas A and M. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but Drew. Uh, I gotta talk about this uh, this 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 uh, third goal for Mississippi State. All right, let me let me pause you before we get too deep into that. Take a nice calming breath. Those of you who are listening at home when this podcast comes out, you take a nice calming breath too, because there was two atrocities that were witnessed on the MSU soccer field that night, and let's just all remain cool and calm because it's you know it is what it is. It happened. Uh, and Auburn ultimately got screwed. And that's how we're going to present it, because that's how we feel. So, Peter, now that you've had your time to collect yourself, calm yourself, let's hear what you thought. All right, this might be a little ranty, all right? I, I will, I'll try to stay calm. I'll say, try to stay collected. But first of all, I thought Mississippi State actually did a really great job scoring their first two goals. I hate to compliment the opponent, but uh, the first goal, they beat our defense down the wing. Uh, they flicked a corner kick where Kate Hart really uh, couldn't get it. I mean, that was that was a pretty great corner. Do you remember that? Uh, she she kind of flicked it backwards over Kate Hart where nobody could get it. I, I was really impressed by that. Yeah, it, they did well working their set pieces when they had them. You know, it's not against Mississippi State. I'm not 
calling them out here, but it's the third goal I have issue with. This was the result of a clearance mistake by Auburn. Sarah Houchin should have maybe walked. Okay, I'm going to talk about what Auburn should have done better first, all right? Sarah Houchin probably should have walked the ball back to the keeper using her body as a shield. I'm not totally sure she understood how close that the uh, the Mississippi State attacker was behind her, but normally that's what you do. You walk the ball back. Uh, you don't touch the ball. You just let the ball use its own momentum to get to the keeper and walk it back so Kate Hart has time to collect the ball. Kate Hart should have fallen on the ball. Instead, she chose to kick it. The problem with that is the Bulldog attacker did exactly what she was supposed to do. She ran up and uh, ran up on that ball. She caused Kate Hart to make a quick, fast, maybe rash decision. And Kate Hart chose to boot it as hard as she could. And when she did, it ricocheted off the Mississippi State attacker. But my complaint was not with Sarah Houchin, not with Kate Hart, although they could have done things differently, and not even with the Mississippi State Bulldog attacker. My complaint was with the officials who all missed, I'm convinced, a handball that resulted in a Mississippi State goal. All right, Drew, this was you know an ESPN SCC Network Plus match, so it was saved on, on the app. I was to watch this. I literally watched this goal 50 times. Now, I was irate before. Think about how irate I had to be to watch it 50 times after that well, 50th time. I mean, I, re I remember that night getting the text message just talking about how you were not too happy about the matter. Uh, you, you sent me some screen stills. You sent our group some screen stills. And it, they're pretty convincing evidence. And I, just as the rule states for non-soccer fans, a handball obviously is touching it with your hand. But the rule talks about it being – if your hands are like right next to your body, you can't do anything about it. They're in a natural position. But if your hands are unnatural, it's just at a point where they're not supposed to be like – you understand the ball is tucked to your side, or your hand's tucked, tucked to your side, ball hits you in the hip, but actually hits your hand. That's not a handball. But like when your hand's unnatural in a position outside your body where you're making yourself larger, that's where the issues come into play. And especially with the new rules developing that, I, I know the NCAA runs off their NCAA rules, but ultimately everyone goes back to FIFA rules. Not FIFA the game, FIFA the governing body. And it, it just, they're very harsh on handballs lately not as they're just trying to give everything as a handball but they're trying to crack down on you know if your hands are in an unnatural position it's a handball and i think that's what we witnessed here don't you agree peter i'll let you know i'll, I'll tell you i watched that video the video 50 times at least i i can't express to you like how many times i watched this video over and over again this is what i saw 50 plus times the Bulldog attacker is turning her body to take the impact of Kate Hart's shot, of course, because you don't want to get it to the face. She's turning her body, but in doing so, she leaps up, she lifts her arms about the level of her shoulders, and the ball bounces off her upper forearm and bounces back into the goal. Of course, it's going to be an open goal because Kate Hart has come out to uh, retrieve the ball. If the ball had just gone off her back, as the officials must have thought happened, I guess, uh, the trajectory, I think, Drew, let me know if you think this is true. If the ball had gone off her back, Kate Hart was out of goal. She was kind of off to the side of the box, the corner of the 18-yard of the box, when she made the kick. If it went off just the defender's back, it should have went straight back because Kate Hart is kicking it straight down the field. Would you agree with that? I mean, from a simple physics point, 
considering I, I didn't do well in physics. That should be how it works. Well, two guys that are not very versed in physics, I would think, you know, a ball straight down the field against, you know, straight into her back would go straight backwards. But that's not what happened. She kicked the ball, and as she was, as the bulldog attacker was turning her body around, her upper arm was naturally turning with her. Her upper uh, body turning toward the goal. Now, if you picture this, her body, her upper arms, her bodies are turning toward a goal. Her arms are up about shoulder level, and she deflects the ball in the direction of the goal. I feel like this is the Auburn version of the J JFK video, Drew, with the grassy knoll that I watched this so many times. But this has bothered me all weekend, and I've talked to you probably several times about it this weekend. Uh, I watched the video 50 times. I took screenshots, as you, as you talked about. I even, Drew, it got so bad on... Saturday, I researched the NCAA uh, rule book on soccer, the updated 2019 version to see if they had some kind of crazy new rule about handballs. I didn't see anything new or different. Uh, to me, in everything that I saw, this was a handball. And if this was a handball, what should have been done about the goal? It should have been considered a no goal, I believe there, El Padre. It should have been disallowed. Had it been disallowed the score would at least be, at least been tied 2-2 at that point, correct? Correct. And instead, what happened? We we took a loss 2-3. to three. So ultimately, not our best showing down there at Mississippi State. So Auburn takes a loss 2-3. to three. We're unhappy about it. I told Peter, I think we should probably play the game under protest, which really means nothing's going to change from it, but you're just telling the SEC you're real unhappy about what's happening because Coach Hoppe was a little lit too but that takes us into our fun game that occurred at the auburn soccer wait complex. wait before we go on drew whoa, whoa, whoa. there was another handball in this match this all actually, right Tell this me actually wasn't the first handball the first handball and uh the sec the sec officials missed auburn took a shot at the bulldog goal that was very clearly deflected away from an by another handball so that should have resulted in an auburn pk and since we have been perfect on pks this season presumably another Auburn goal. So, two missed handballs resulted in a two-point swing and an Auburn loss to a team that no offense, no offense to uh, to James Armstrong, uh, loved him when he was at Auburn, is not as good as Auburn. True. SEC officiating, we, we, we got some things to work out with them, don't you say? I was uh, mad online Thursday night. I don't know if you saw me tweeting at SEC officiating. You know, they opened the, the Twitter account this year. I was tweeting at them, letting them know how I felt about this match and how they screwed Auburn, and they really screwed us out of a win. Uh, there's just no ifs, ands, or, or buts about it. They did, and it's, you know, that's kind of rough to go back and break down. Ultimately, Auburn takes the loss, and like I said, we our, our next game takes us to the Auburn Soccer Complex on Sunday against a ranked Texas A&M team, and I believe this is where the bigger travesty occurred. And so this, you got to hear Peter's rant. I think I'm going to rant a little bit on this one. Uh, tell me what's going on here, Peter. How did Auburn lose this game? Well, as Drew mentioned, Auburn did lose nil one in final time in the 70th minute. The Aggies were awarded a corner kick. Texas A&M sends in sends the ball into the box, and the ball is deflected off an Auburn defender for an own goal. Uh, it came off an Auburn defender. We scored a goal against ourselves. Uh, the match ended nil one Texas A&M. Uh, in this match, Texas A&M had 15 shots, seven shots on goal. Auburn had seven shots, three on goal. Kate Hart had four saves. All right, Drew. Since I ran it the last time, I'm gonna let you rant this time. 
All right, let, let me ask you a question here, Peter. Do you like good old-fashioned wrestling? I love wrestling. You, you, you like a good wrestling match? Because you probably got one if you tuned in in the 70th minute of Auburn, Texas A&M. Wouldn't you agree based off the video of what happened in that goal for Auburn? It, it was very similar to watching a Monday Night Raw, wasn't it? I think uh, that move, I think you call that the people's elbow. Yeah, uh, so here, let's set the stage, uh, because we got many different angles, and Coach Hoppe was lit about this goal, rightfully so. Being a former keeper, she was lit at the ref, she was lit at everyone, and believe it or not, Auburn drew a yellow card as a team in the 70th minute based off of this one. Didn't know if you knew that one, Peter, but Auburn's playing Texas A&M as well as you can, I believe. I, I thought Auburn played a really good game. The whole time, even after this goal, they pushed the pushed the envelope against a very talented Texas A&M team. But what we get is we get a corner set up. Jimena Lopez, who I thought was still going to be on Mexico national team duty, ended up coming back and being a stud. She played really well. Texas A&M played really well. It was a tightly contested game. Should have probably ended nil-nil, right, Peter? Uh, well, it would have went to overtime, and who knows what happened then, but it definitely would have been nil-nil after the 70th minute. Minimum nil-nil is what I think it probably would have ended at. And so we're we're in the situation. Corner kick comes. Kate Hart, in all of her glory, is standing there. Cross comes in from the corner. She goes to collect, and she takes one right elbow right to the face, immediately goes down. But that's, that's not insult to injury enough. But then the Texas A&M girl basically wraps her up in a semi-headlock and is – Almost, she didn't wrestle her down to the ground, but almost kind of escorts her down a little bit. And so we see Auburn get an own goal here after some confusion, but ultimately should have been a no call. Ref standing right there. Kate Hart gets one to the face, then taken down. You can't do that. You're not allowed to make contact with the keeper in that way. One, that's a foul no matter where you make contact on the field. But two, the, the keeper has rights right, wrong, or indifferent inside that box. She went for it. She took an elbow to the face, which I can't. I don't know if that's inadvertent, whether that's on purpose, what it is, but it happened. It's still a foul, and then gets wrapped up. That's a foul no matter where you're at, and this leads to Texas A&M scoring a goal, and that's a hard cave to climb out of for Auburn. And so ultimately, I think this should have been a no call. I know we sound very whiny on this episode, but ultimately, these are basic calls that you see in no matter what level of soccer you're playing at. And rightfully so, the Auburn team argues this, gets a yellow card, and ultimately nothing changes. But I, I firmly believe as someone who played keeper, someone who's been, who's played defense, who's been on that side of the ball, this, this is a 100% every day of the week type foul that Auburn had against them on the 70th minute goal. Yeah, it was a very egregious foul, and it was very egregious that the, the officials did not see. I, I don't know how they couldn't have saw that, but apparently they, they – they, at least with the Mississippi State match, that was a very – I saw it. I saw it 50-plus times, but I can say it happened very, very fast. I can see how you might miss that. I don't see how you missed the foul here in the Texas A&M match. Yeah, because whenever you look through, they showed so many different camera angles throughout this. They kept going back and trying to figure out how in the world did this get missed. Uh, so kudos to ESPNU for trying to figure out how this 
foul got missed because the ref's standing there the whole time, top of the box, watching all this, watching it go down. And yeah, it happens in traffic, but you can clearly see elbow, grab the mouth, then wrestled down almost to the ground. And a lot of confusion going on that box because all the Auburn players are turned around and going, what in the world? How are you not calling this? And so ultimately Auburn walks away on the weekend 0-2. And I thought that seems like a very undeserving weekend and result list for Auburn. Don't you think, Peter? Yeah, it was very disappointing. Uh, I really, I'm glad we're talking about it tonight. I'm going to try to put it past, you know, put it out of my mind after tonight. Unfortunately, the record still stands. Auburn did end the weekend 6-6-2 six, six, and two overall, 3-3-0, three, three, and nil, or 3-3-0 three, three, and zero in the SEC. Auburn is now fifth in the SEC standings. Uh, we dropped a few spots. Uh, some people jumped us. The good news is everybody we have left on our schedule is, is ahead of us. So we still have a lot of people ahead of us in the standings that we get well, to uh, try to to, uh, to beat. Well, let me back you up a little bit there. We're not fifth. We're actually seventh right now in the standings after some late Sunday evening games and Auburn taking a loss to Texas A&M. So Auburn's sitting right there teetering at where they predicted them to be, but I don't think that is truly where Auburn deserves to be so far in the SEC schedule. Uh, but Auburn still has their tough road ahead of them because we will be going down to our old friends in Gainesville and facing Florida this weekend. I think this is going to be a tough game, don't you, Peter? Absolutely. Uh, I, I joked a few years ago that we own Florida and Gainesville because we had some success down there. But that's never an easy place to go down and play. Florida is not an easy team. They are really good this season. So this is a definitely – a match that they're, they're going to have to get their head straight after these two disappointing losses before they go down to Gainesville. Yeah, Florida's sitting at 9-5. and five. They're tied for second in the SEC on the year. Uh, and really, this is a team that took their lumps at the beginning of the season. They took a loss to UCF, Florida State, UCLA, which is always a good team, lost to Southern Cal. And then they've only lost one game in SEC play so far, and that was to Ole Miss last week. So I think this is going to be a tough game because they lost that game on the road and then lost most of these other games on the road as well. So with us going to Gainesville, that's going to be a tough place to play. Weather's going to be hot. Florida does well to score goals. Vanessa Cara is their leading scorer with eight goals on the year. And Cassidy uh, Lindley, who is actually the brother, or the no, she's not the brother. She's the sister of a player that actually plays professionally in Memphis. She, They have a really good midfield forward combo there at Florida. They, they they score a lot of goals. They move the ball well. I watched them against A&M. They completely dominated that game. Uh, Florida is a tough, tough team down in Gainesville. So I, I'm worried about this game, aren't you, Peter? I'm a little worried about the ramifications from this weekend carrying over. I'm not just talking about the mental aspect. Uh, we saw Emmy Craven go down. Uh, our defense, and I think you would agree with this, even though we, you know, we gave up uh, three goals on the weekend, two of them very, or, I'm sorry, four goals on the weekend, two of them very questionable. Our defense has playing been really well. Uh, I've seen our defense take a leap forward. Uh, I've been really impressed with them. Gaston's starting to really uh, fill that role out. She was even, we even saw her on the attack in Texas A&M. So she was so comfortable in that cornerback position that she felt comfortable enough to leave it and, and go on the attack. So. Uh, I think our defense is playing really well, but losing Emmy Craven as well as she's been playing is going to be a hard hit for this weekend. 
Yeah, I haven't seen an announcement on Emmy Craven, but just watching the replay from it, it was the knee that she hasn't injured yet, and it was non-contact, which is never good. And it, it looked pretty rough. She immediately went down, could tell she was in obvious pain, and I I think we've probably lost her. I don't want to give the guarantee to that, but the way it looked, it looked like she's not going to be coming back this season. And so you hate that because she had started really to pick it up. I thought she did well in her minutes against Texas A&M, did a good job. She started to figure out how to use her body better as far as using her tall frame to shield the players off the ball, was getting better in the air. And so you hate to see her go down like that. And you you hope that it was actually nothing, that hopefully she'll be back for Florida. We'll see whenever we get down there to Gainesville on Friday. Uh, just as far as we can catch this game, you can catch it at 6 p.m. It's going to be SEC Network Plus again. All of our games the rest of the season are going to be like that. Uh, but this is definitely going to be a tough game. I encourage you to tune in to watch. We're going to be tuning in to watch. We are out of time here on Stoppage Time. We have kind of got it all out there in the open. We, we've gotten a lot of things off our chest. Peter, do you feel a little bit better now that you've spoken it out loud? I don't know if I feel better yet because you know, I was thinking about the video again, running through my head 50 times. But I think after tonight, after I've talked about it, I am going to put it behind me. I'm going to look forward to Florida, and uh, I hope we're playing with a little bit of animosity down there, and we come back with a win. Yeah, you want to see them play with a chip on their shoulder. That's the hope from it. That's what we're hoping. That's what I think we'll see from Florida. I think Coach Hoppe has probably got this team prepared and ready to go. Got some bulletin board material now uh, with that handball posted everywhere because I'm sure Peter printed 50 shots of it up and sent them down to them so they can realize how they got robbed against Mississippi State. But... That's all we got for you this week. Peter, where can the good people find your rant-worthy Twitter posts and Facebook posts at? You can find me at Seminary Sugar Daddy, S-E-M-A-N-R-Y. I might need to start that over again. You can, wow. find, <laughs> you can find me at Seminary Sugar Daddy, S-E-M-I-N-A-R-Y-S-G-R-D-A-D-Y. Or you can find me on Facebook on the E2C Network Discussions page. Well... Peter is, has finally messed up Seminary Sugar Daddy after all these times. But you can find me at Drew underscore Hoop, H-O-O-P, 2 on the Twitter sphere. And that's all we got for you. Until next time, War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?